section seven of the mob violence and the american negro my experience in the sunny south by Veli lester this librivox recording is in the public domain a few moments talk to women's work the beautiful works of god god wants us to be useful to him with our invisible inabilities then it is said i will not write the law no more on tables of stone but will write it on your hearts and stamp it in your mind so we see that god has used the minds of men as mediums through which to convey messages or his will by writing the messages on the heart sealing and stamping it in the mind the stamp is a right of authority so anything that the mind brings to you that hasn't got god's stamp upon it you may know that it doesn't belong to you yes you may know it doesn't belong to you and if you take it you have no right to it because it was not accompanied by the stamp or spirit of god now brethren god has always used the heart and mind of men for his purpose since the mind will go out beneath the silvery shines of the moon and under the twinkling rays of the stars and in sweet and golden shadow of the sun and there take its seat under the neighbouring hilltop and surround itself with objects of attraction visible and invisible and launch out through the sky with all its beauty and hails at the beautiful gates of zion and meet the cooperation of a heavenly union and there commune with god our father and god made known his will which the mind when again reunited with the body was made known to the church therefore i claim that god made known his will to the church by inspiration which was conceived in the mind of the prophets for ever happy in the full enjoyment of christ o blessed lord grant that in the great and dreadful day when christ shall come to judgment and when we must all appear before his tribunal gate that we may be found at your right hand and hear him say to us come ye blessed of my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from before the foundation of the world may god bless you amen the power of knowing among the variety commodities which attracts the attention of mankind there is one thing of more value than all others a principle which if once possessed would greatly assist in obtaining all other things worth possessing whether it was power wealth riches honours thrones or dominions comparatively only a few have ever possessed it although it was within reach of many others but they were not aware of it or did not know its value it has worked wonders for the few that have possessed some it enabled to escape from drowning while every soul who did not possess it was lost in the mighty deep others it saved in famine although thousands perished all around them by it men have been raised from poverty to the throne of empires by the possession of it it raised men from a dungeon to a palace those that possessed it were delivered from the fire flames whilst the whole city was burned and every other soul perished but they that had in their possession the knowing oh horrors will you ask what is it what can that thing be inform me and i will purchase it at the sacrifice of all my earthly possessions the thing i am talking about is foreknowledge a knowledge of things to come shine on wisdom and knowledge as the light on a hill we explore regions unknown to mankind 
we gaze upon opening glories as they present themselves on every side and feast ourselves with knowledge which is calculated in its matters to enlarge the heart to exalt the mind above the little grovelling things of the world and to make one wise unto salvation let us ask noah about foreknowledge genesis sixth chapter seventeenth verse let's talk with lot genesis nineteenth chapter twelve to thirteenth verses read about joseph in the land of egypt telling pharaoh his dream joseph going from the dungeon to the throne elijah's talk with ahab there are others that i could have you to see what they say about foreknowledge but i know this will convince you that all men haven't the same knowledge so believe these sayings for they are true god bless you all my first visit to the capital my experience in great mississippi on a visit to the capital i witnessed the love and respect of the people have for the leading negroes as their friend as i feel it it my duty i shall try and write that one great man may live even in the minds of unborn generations hoping to see the day when the world may be full of such noble and strong men only for the right and won't bow to wrong i found some of our strongest men of the race in the city in grief and sorrow over the death of a man that had stood in the defence of right to all thinking who will be the next man that will speak in the defence of justice without fear or trembling to all men he is here to-day president wilson this was in the month of may the thirteenth or fourteenth it was the senior bishop of the methodist episcopal church south his earthly home was jackson mississippi this great man has reached the end of the earth and gladdened the heavenly court by his presence he was a friend to humanity no man's condition was so obscure or poor that he could not find a place in his heart for him many a heart was made glad by his presence and words of cheer the lamp he kindled for his own way has given its flames to thousands of others the words he spoke to and of me once in the presence of a score of strong-minded men linger with me to-day the bishop asked who will risk going to the hotel getting my grip for me though the strain was here i at once sprang to a trot saying i will go being only a boy but loved great men and pleasant faces and kind words and when i returned the train was leaving the station the good man on board so i boarded the train and hurried to him with his grip he looked in my eyes and said if you are not a white man i never looked in the face of one handing me a piece of money which i kindly refused then i said kind sir it pays me well to have the honour to carry your grip he then smiled handed me his hand and said god bless you and god heard and answered that prayer the words he spoke are still echoing in my life many times this brave man to lead heroic to suffer and endure would reach to my people in their humble churches and thank him gladly his influence was confined neither to his own race nor church but he was known as a power for good in all churches and among all people he was loved honoured and praised wherever he went but this never moved him his heart was always bigger than his head his face is eternity and his residence creation god lent this magnificent spirit to the earth who was too noble and sublime of character to be flattered and too rich of soul to be purchased his culture fitted him to minister to the most intellectual 
while his practical skill in leadership made him bold enough to depart from traditions when it seemed necessary and to adopt means of effective value he was a warrior who fought on the side of right and god at times some of his friends parted with him on some of the unpopular issues the saloon and the negro problem but he stood firm an inveterate to the saloon a lifelong friend to the negro's cause to education he believed the negro had a right to a fair chance an even break not favor but a chance his advice at all times was to a higher walk in life the negro lost a great champion the world a great sympathizing friend he was born a great leader because a splendid follower of jesus ten million negroes men women and children mourn the loss of this man of god such men come to the earth by ones we miss bishop c g g but we'll never forget him end of section seven